Welcome to the future of voting in Los Angeles County. Fast, convenient, and easy. <laughs> How about verifiable? How about secure? How about public? Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. That's why. I got the feeling that something right. No, it ain't. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. From Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM, people-powered radio in L.A., 98.7 in Santa Barbara, 93.7 in San Diego, 99.5 in Ridgecrest and China Lake, also in California on KFOI in Red Bluff and Redding, KKRN in Round Mountain, KGOE in Eureka, up in Oregon on the Central Coast on KYAQ, Cottage Grove's KSO and Eugene's KEPW, Lancaster, Pennsylvania's WLRI, Maui, Hawaii's KAKU, in Columbus, Ohio on WGRN, Palinville, New York's WLPP, in Grand Rapids on WPRR, in New Orleans on WHIV, Gallup, New Mexico's KNIZ, Concord, New Hampshire's WNHN, in Fayetteville, Arkansas on KPSQ, in Seattle on KODX, in Janesville, Wisconsin on WADR, and Minneapolis, St. Paul's AM 950, KTNF, as well as other fine affiliates around the country. We also stream coast-to-coast and around the globe on the internets on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, GDPR, Revolution 99, Workforce Rising, Deprogrammed Radio, and Detour Talk, Blanketing Planet Earth five days a week. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow, says me from bradblog.com. Thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, well, much of the news today and for the past several days has been on Donald Trump's... Um, Desi Doyen, what's a nice way to put this? Unbalanced appearance at the G7? <laughs> Is that nice? Yeah, that would be a very diplomatic yeah. way of putting it for someone who has no diplomacy skills like you Trump. Go. That's right. At the uh, G7 summit in uh, in Baritz, if that's how you say it. I have no idea how to say that. Biarritz? How do you say it, Des? Biarritz. All right. In France, with longtime U.S. allies, uh, of course, over the weekend. And I'll have uh, something that I believe is of grave importance to discuss today regarding Los Angeles and California and the nation and the 2020 presidential elections. So I'm going to skip over most of my G7 coverage to simply refer you to any article written, anyone, pick any one of them written over the past 24 to 72 hours about Trump's bizarre performance at the G7. Pick any of them. You will immediately see what I'm talking about because it was nuts. Even more nuts than we've become used to from this unfit, ill, sociopathic liar of a president. Any article you'll find uh, will have new examples of his twisted disingenuousness and constantly changing positions on any manner of things. At the G7 from his Chinese trade war when he claimed to be having second thoughts about uh, the, tr- the tariffs that he placed on China that are terrifying investors and harming markets, uh, global markets. That was when I went to bed Saturday night. When I woke up on Sunday morning, his new claim was that he wished he had raised tariffs higher. 
Or on Saturday, NBC News uh, reports that Trump arrived in France focused on a trade war with China and eyeing another one with Europe but then sought to emphasize the camaraderie and good relations among the leaders there. He said there had been, quote, great unity on the question of how to deal with Iran, and they had, quote, more or less come to a conclusion. However, German Chancellor Angela Merkel, sitting right next to him, moments later said that while she and Trump had productive talks on Iran, there was, in fact, a long way to go still on the issue. Then on Sunday, Washington Post reports at a joint press conference with Japanese leader Shinzo Abe, President Trump said he had reached a trade pact with Abe in an effort to gin up support for a tough talk negotiating style that he says is bearing fruit. Though he provided no details, Trump said, quote, we've been working on a deal with Japan for a long time and we've agreed in principle billions and billions of dollars. Perhaps you'd like to talk about it, he said uh, to the uh, prime minister. He said, you'd like to talk about perhaps the Japan's plans to buy hundreds of millions of dollars of corn that's there that you'll be buying, Trump said. To Abe, in front of reporters, Abe politely made clear that there was actually... No final deal at all yet, and that while there was a need for Japanese companies to purchase U.S. corn, that, quote, this will be done by the Japanese private sector, not the Japanese government. He added, we still have some remaining work that has to be done at the working level. So uh, as to uh, that was just, you know, pick any particular article about what happened at G7 as to Trump's lies about why he completely skipped the G7 session on climate change, as I suspect Desi Doyen will have in our Green News report on tomorrow's broadcast, just guessing. Uh, this while the Amazon is literally burning, the uh, the allies at the G7 plan, plan to spend some twenty seven million dollars in aid to help fight the blazes. But Donald Trump didn't even show up for the conversation. Uh, basically, he said that he had meetings with Germany and India that ran so long he could not make the meeting on climate change. However, the leaders from both Germany and India were themselves at the climate change meeting. So this is crazy, nuts, crazy. Pick any story. They're all crazy. Well, you know, one more thing about yeah. him and that scheduled meeting that he said, oh, yeah. I have a scheduling conflict, but the other people, the other leaders who were at that meeting yes. managed to make it to the climate session. Right. Well, something interesting on CNN, they said, gosh, I wonder who he was meeting with when he was not in the meeting with the other leaders who were at the climate meeting. Well, good point. Probably meeting with his friends on Fox and Friends. Just guessing on the TV. Uh, meanwhile, back here at home, uh, much more important matters, as far as I'm concerned, in the mad scramble to try and remove this president from office in next year's presidential elections. Uh, on that score, Massachusetts Democratic Congressman Seth Moulton dropped out of the Democratic presidential nomination race on Friday. Did you even know he had dropped in? Uh, and there are currently just 10 Democrats now qualifying for the September debates under the DNC's requirements, which means we'll probably see many others drop out in the days ahead unless something changes over the next two days. Otherwise, the uh, debates are set for September. What is it? September 10? September the 11? September 12. 12. There we go. Uh, it would be just one day of debates, which would be a nice break for Desi Doyen, I suspect. Uh, anyway, uh, but we'll see. It looks like it's going to be just 10 
Two more days left for some of those candidates to make the deadlines. Um, On the Republican side of the aisle, former Illinois Tea Party congressman and self-described reformed Trump supporter Joe Walsh officially announced on Sunday he would, in fact, be challenging Trump for the GOP nomination in what he describes as a challenge from the right to Donald Trump, who he describes as completely unfit to serve in the office. Uh, That, as former Massachusetts Governor Bill Weld has already announced a similar challenge to Donald Trump from the non-insane, I guess, center-right, if there is such a thing. We'll see if either of those two guys get any traction amid a Republican Party that seems to love Donald Trump no matter his madness, no matter how crazy he is. But as far as what you and I can do about all of this when it comes to casting your votes Next year, frankly, that's what I'm concerned about, no matter who it is you wish to vote for or against. So I want to focus a bit on this crazy thing that is right now happening here in Los Angeles, in Los Angeles County for the 2020 elections. I think it is just nuts and could potentially spell absolute disaster and chaos in next year's presidential election. So, okay. I invited the Los Angeles County Registrar Recorder County Clerk, Dean Logan, to join us today to answer some of my questions and any of yours, given that we were live in Los Angeles today for the first time in several weeks after our latest fun drive here at KPFK. Thank you, by the way, to those of you who supported this station and independent Uh, non-corporate radio over your public airwaves. Um, So we are here live, and what Dean Logan is doing right now, the county clerk for Los Angeles, uh, he will not answer any questions, at least not mine, about the brand-new 100% unverifiable touchscreen voting systems that are now coming, that he is now planning to use at all Los Angeles polling places for the first time for the 2020 presidential election, including the state's Super Tuesday primary on March 3. That's just three days after the South Carolina primary. That's when these systems would be used for uh, for the first time across the, uh, the county, five million voters or so. Now, our Los Angeles broadcast listeners have not been able to listen to the program as easily as usual over the past couple of weeks since, as I said, our flagship station here in Los Angeles, the great KPFK, 90.7 FM, 60 years old this uh, this year. Uh, We've been on fun drive for the past few weeks, so a lot of our L.A. listeners have not heard as we have been focusing a lot a lot of our reporting and discussion on this program in recent weeks on many concerns, both developing and those that have been we've been following for quite a while about the type of new unverifiable touchscreen voting systems being brought to Los Angeles for the 2020 presidential election to replace our current hand-marked paper ballot system that we have been using uh, in this county, the nation's largest voting jurisdiction for Well, for decades now. Again, all of this happening before and for the first time uh, in the critical 2020 presidential election here in L.A. For the first time, beginning on March 3, the Super Tuesday presidential primary, 
just three days after the South Carolina primary uh, may end up winnowing the Democratic field following the Nevada caucus the week before and the New Hampshire primary the week before that and the first in the nation Iowa caucuses the week before that. So over the past couple of weeks, we have broken some pretty huge news on uh, a bunch of these matters out of several states, including the key battleground states of Georgia and North Carolina and Pennsylvania, all three of which, just like Los Angeles, are planning to move to new 100 percent unverifiable touchscreen computer ballot marking devices or BMDs. These new voting systems for the 2020 presidential elections, unless they can be stopped. That, instead of verifiable, hand-marked paper ballots, as many of the nation's world-class cybersecurity and voting systems experts are recommending, along with post-elections auditing experts. They are begging elections officials in those locations to go to hand-marked paper ballots instead, and the public is joining them in those states, like Georgia, like North Carolina, like Pennsylvania. Here, on the other hand, in Los Angeles, not much noise about the current uh, state of our voting system and the direction we are headed. And to some, in some respects, uh, I can't blame the public because the public hasn't heard about it, as I will discuss uh, in a few minutes concerning the Los Angeles Times coverage or lack of coverage or ridiculous coverage of this matter, whatever you want to however you want to characterize it. But in just the two recent weeks on this program, for those who may have missed us here in L.A., while the station has been on fun drive, as the rest of the media are focused on the horse race and the horse race only, we have stayed focused largely on the track conditions on which those horses will be running next year. When the first votes in the presidential primaries are set to begin, to, 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 to be cast in less than five months from now. That's how close we are, five months away from the first votes being cast in the 2020 election. So we have covered, uh, for those who missed it, among other things, uh, revelations by cybersecurity researchers that voting systems in 10 different states, including major battleground states like Michigan, Wisconsin, and Florida, have been discovered uh, that their voting systems are just and their tabulators are just sitting there on the Internet in at least 10 different states for as much as a year and perhaps for many years prior to that. That despite false claims from elections officials and private voting system vendors that these systems cannot be hacked because, well, they're never connected to the Internet. Turns out that is a lie. That is not true. As the researchers discovered and as cybersecurity journalist Kim Zetter, who joined us on the show to talk about it, to talk about her chilling exclusive at Vice a week or so ago, explained on this program. Then there's the federal judge in Georgia the week before who ordered the uh, Peach State to cease using its 100 percent unverifiable touchscreen voting systems that have been used statewide for nearly the past 20 years in Georgia. Because after a two-year-long court case uh, where the judge found that the systems were, quote, unsecure, unreliable, seriously flawed, and vulnerable to failure, breach, contamination, and attack, after that, she said they can no longer be used after 2019. In the process, she found that the systems they have been using, that we have been complaining about for almost those full 20 years, uh, that they are an unconstitutional violation of voters' rights to have their vote cast as counted and as intended. 
The battleground state of Georgia is now set to replace those unconstitutional, unverifiable touchscreen systems with new touchscreen voting systems that are equally unverifiable. And the plaintiff in that case, the successful plaintiff in that case, has now uh, will be suing to block those as well, those new systems, in favor of hand-marked paper ballots due to many of the same problems that those systems have as previous their previous unverifiable systems did, just like the ones being brought to Los Angeles. But this is actually a court case in the state of Georgia here. Meh. Most people haven't even heard about it. The plaintiff in that Georgia case, Marilyn Marks of the Coalition for Good Governance, joined us on the show on the day the ruling came down from the federal U.S. District Court to say she would, yes, also be suing, suing to stop the new systems as well. Citizens in Philadelphia, in New York, in Georgia have all used legal petitions to successfully demand new security reviews of their new 100 percent unverifiable touchscreen computer ballot marking devices that are now certified for use in those states. They petitioned for new security reviews and they got it after it was revealed that the initial reviews failed to do security tests that might have revealed that, in fact, there are vulnerabilities in those systems to hacking and to fraudulent votes being added without the voter even knowing, as independent analysts have easily discovered. And so now those states are looking at those systems again. And, of course, there is the fact that touchscreen computer BMDs are 100 percent unverifiable after an election, even if they do work properly as planned. We can never know that they did. They cannot be meaningfully audited. At least that's according to the UC Berkeley professor who invented the protocol that is universally regarded as the best type of post-election manual spot check of paper ballots known as risk-limiting audits. We detailed 22 municipal city governments just a few days ago in Texas whose computer networks were taken out of service entirely in recent weeks. Well, they weren't taken out of service by them. They were taken out of service by hackers in a coordinated ransomware attack that makes it so that they cannot even use their own computer systems anymore to do regular, you know, city things in their municipalities. Uh, because of a ransomware attack that seems to be from a foreign entity who is demanding two and a half million dollars to unlock the municipality's systems to allow those cities to begin using their computer networks once again. All, all as states and counties around the country are moving to become more, not less reliant on computerized voting and tabulation software and networked electronic poll books at precincts. On Election Day, which, if struck by that type of an attack, would prevent voters from being able to cast a vote at all unless paper poll books and hand-marked paper ballots are available at the precincts. Most such precincts, apparently even including Los Angeles in next year's elections, will not have such provisions. They will not have backup poll books. They will not have backup hand-marked paper ballots for people to use. And I say apparently they won't because L.A. County's registrar, Dean Logan, refuses to publicly answer the question as to whether there will be hand-marked paper ballots available to voters at the polling place next year when they switch to this new touchscreen system? Or will there be paper poll book backups 
even at the 1,000 voting centers that will now be used in Los Angeles next year instead of 4,000 community precincts. In just one of the major overhauls of L.A. County's entire voting system, Dean Logan simply will not answer that question. Will there be hand-marked paper ballots, as the California Secretary of State has mandated for years in this state? Seems like an easy question. He won't answer. I have been asking for days and days and days, actually going back weeks on Twitter. Everyone is saying, why won't you answer that question that Brad is asking you? He will not answer it. By the way, neither will the California Secretary of State. Now, on our previous program, there's more. On our previous program, we were joined by uh, documentarian and election security advocate Lulu Freistat to, de- to detail the discoveries that were made in Las Vegas about two weeks ago at the DEFCON Voting Village, which is a hackers event where just about every system, all of which, every voting system, all of which are still used around the country today, including some of the new ones that are now used or planned uh, for use in 2020 in states and counties in Ohio, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Texas, West Virginia, uh, Kentucky, New York, New Jersey, Kansas, Tennessee, Indiana, South Carolina, and... As of Friday, when we went to air on the broadcast, they will also now be used in the key battleground state of North Carolina, where that state's Democratic-led Board of Elections chairman, uh, well, they held a meeting, the Board of Elections, uh, to approve the new systems for use, these new unverifiable BMD systems, and despite Every single public comment before the vote, except for the one from the lobbyist for the voting machine company, ESNS, whose hackable machines uh, were to be certified that day for use by the board. All the people, all the public who showed up one after another begged the board not to approve those ESNS voting systems, those touchscreen voting systems. The vote was three to two by, uh, among the uh, board of uh, state board of elections in North Carolina to approve those systems anyway, despite what the public said. This, again, a Democratic majority state board of elections in North Carolina approved these systems. They were certified by the board uh, three to two. As the newly appointed Democratic board chair voted with the two Republicans on the board to give the new touchscreen machines a big thumbs up in North Carolina. A call for the uh, for that Democratic board chair's uh, resignation was then announced that night by Republican voting systems expert Marilyn Marks of Coalition for Good Governance, frequent uh, uh, guest on our program. She's the one who sued and won against those very machines in Georgia. But Marilyn also happens to be a North Carolina resident. Actually, she votes there and she spoke against those machines at last week's hearing at the State Board of Elections on Friday, along with all of the others calling for hand-marked paper ballots. But no, the board voted against the voters. All of this in defiance of warnings from not just cybersecurity and voting systems experts, but also amid warnings about foreign intrusion into our election systems during the 2016 elections. And the continuing warnings from the FBI and the DHS and the special counsel Robert Mueller's office and the bipartisan U.S. Senate Intelligence Committee warning about uh, both foreign and domestic intrusions 
that they expect even more and they expect them to be worse in 2020 than they were in 2016. But while the major corporate national media is covering just the horse race, they're ignoring most of these concerns that I am detailing for you. Just the horse race, I guess that matters, but so does the track conditions on which they are running. Now, at least the L.A. Times, Los Angeles Times last week, they posted two articles on Los Angeles's new unverifiable touchscreen voting system, uh, about which the L.A. registrar, Dean Logan, who has joined me on air many times over the past years, he now refuses to join us here to answer my questions on air or to answer your questions on air. And as I noted, he won't even answer most of them on Twitter either. So I guess... It's left to me to explain to you Los Angeles's new voting system and answer your questions about it, which I will do my best to do at 818-985-5735 if you'd like to ring in. 818-985-5735 if you'd like to call in with any questions about this new system, which, unless something changes, you will be forced to, to use to vote during early voting and Election Day at the new voting centers here in Los Angeles. Unless you choose to request a handmarked paper ballot, uh, but you can't get that unless you request one uh, via absentee voting. Now, I usually recommend against vote-by-mail absentee paper ballots unless your jur- jurisdiction gives you no choice but to use unverifiable touchscreens on Election Day. Well, now, now that appears to be the case here in Los Angeles, shamefully and embarrassingly in my own hometown jurisdiction with more voters in this county alone than each of the majority of states around the country. Now, in the past, the California Secretary of State, as I said, has mandated that handmarked paper ballots be made available for all voters at the polling place. But I have yet to get a response from the Democratic California Secretary of State, Alex, uh, Alex Padilla. His office uh, won't say whether yet whether they have mandated that, as has been the case in the past. And as Dean Logan refuses to publicly answer questions about it several times. At this point, I, I believe it's safe to surmise that there will be uh, no longer access to handmarked paper ballots at the polling places in the 2020 presidential election in Los Angeles County. Um Logan has long, uh, well, specifically refused to answer that question. And then he declined my latest invitation to answer it on air here on the broadcast today. Though um, in the past, he's been very responsive to me, to voters, to media like myself. But no more, it seems. I still hope he uh, changes his mind, as I believe uh, voters local to us here in Los Angeles deserve some of these answers to some of these questions. And many more, which I will try to get to in a moment, because the Los Angeles Times absolutely is not covering these issues. They wrote a glowing profile of uh, of Dean Logan, talked about none of these security concerns that I will talk about after a break here. Let's take a quick break and I will come back with some of the other concerns about these systems that you almost certainly have not heard about because I haven't even talked about them uh, here on the broadcast at all, including some chilling facts on the private vendor that has been contracted for nearly $300 million by L.A. County to build and provide these systems, which Logan has described as open source systems. They are not open source systems. Logan has refused to release that supposedly open source code to the public. 
Uh, anyway, uh, or any documentation at all regarding the certification of these systems or the many security issues that go with them. So let's take a quick break. Our phone number is 818-985-5735. If you've got questions or concerns, as you should, about your new voting system here in L.A., or from anywhere else around the country who may be uh, listening along live today. Much more on all of this straight ahead. I'm Brad Friedman, and this is the world-famous Bradcast. Hi, this is Desi Doyen from the Green News Report and the Bradcast. What the public hears on the public airwaves matters. At the Bradcast, we do our best to bring you accurate news and analysis on the issues that actually matter. And we do it all independently, without corporate or political influence. But we can't do it without you, now more than ever. Please help us stay on your public airwaves by going to bradblog.com donate to help keep us going. That's bradblog.com donate. And thanks. Yes, yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I'm we are. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from Bradblog.com. Yes, this makes me crazy. We've got a crazy president, and in response, we're doing something crazy here in LA and all across the country to make it harder to remove. President Crazy. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. I'll try to get to your calls, 818-985-5735, shortly. With any questions or thoughts or challenges for me as well, by the way, regarding the new 100% unverifiable touchscreen ballot marking devices now set for first-time use uh, next year here in L.A. County, the nation's largest voting jurisdiction, uh, a system that is called by the L.A. County uh, Registrar, Recorder, County Clerk, uh, the VSAP system, which stands for Voting System for All People, which he has uh, contracted from a private firm by the name of Smartmatic to build and supply to Los Angeles at a cost of nearly $300 million for first-time use across the country in next year's 2020 presidential election. Beginning with the uh, March 3rd Super Tuesday primary, what could possibly go wrong? Now, the reason that I, not Dean Logan himself, uh, is, will be answering your questions about the new system is because Logan, so far, has refused uh, to do so. He's declined to appear on this program, despite previous appearances that I think went very well. He answered all of my polite, if occasionally challenging, questions uh, over the years. Um, but now I haven't been able to get him to join us on the show in uh, a long time now to answer your questions on this sea change coming to L.A. next year, unless he is somehow stopped. Uh, in what is the culmination of a decade-long project by the L.A. County Registrar Recorder. He was last on this program, by the way, in April of 2013, when he announced here the new system that is now coming into uh, effect next year, uh, That when he announced that it would be a touchscreen system, though not thankfully, he said at the time, an Internet voting system, so that's good. As far as I know, it's still not going to be an Internet voting system, thank God. But as others have finally joined in on my years-long effort to warn about this very dangerous and very hackable type of voting system, um, Logan has become less and less responsive and now has declined once again to appear here. Uh, now, I still remain hopeful that he will reconsider you deserve answers from him uh, more than I do, certainly. But I will do my best to give you those answers myself if you want to call in. 
Um, these systems, by the way, which cannot be verified after an election, produce computer printed and barcoded or QR coded paper ballot summaries. They're 100 percent unverifiable after an election. Now, the corporate media is not doing a very good job at all, not in the least, frankly, uh, to let the public know, let the voters know about these systems, uh, certainly here in Los Angeles. Last week, the L.A. Times ran not one but two features on the L.A. County voting system. That's good. By journalist Matt Stiles. One was an epic 1,900-word profile on Dean Logan and his development of this new system, which detailed the, quote, sweeping change coming for L.A. County voters and described Dean Logan's passion for elections. As a longtime elections official here in L.A. and during his controversial tenure, and that's an understatement, but his controversial tenure up in Washington state in the largest county up there. And the L.A. Times in that article characterized him as having a, quote, rare engineer's mind with an artist's vision. But neither that article, that feature story, nor a 500 word sidebar article describing, quote, what you need to know about the L.A. County voting system, the, the, the L.A. County voting overhaul, as they called it. Neither of those two stories mentioned even one word about the serious security concerns about this type of touchscreen computer ballot marking device like Coming to here to L.A., not one word, despite raging battles over similar systems in states like Pennsylvania and Georgia and North Carolina and elsewhere right now. Here in L.A., journalist Matt Stiles, well, uh, Dean Logan is uh, has an artistic vision. To be frank, I was stunned, and I let uh, Mr. Stiles of the L.A. Times know as much. He now tells me that he is working now on a new piece about the security concerns about the L.A. system. Thankfully, that's good, and I will look forward to it. Yes, it helps to speak up to your friendly media when you can. But in the meantime, one of the many other issues, uh, along with the unverifiability of the system and the security concerns of the system, that went completely unmentioned in both of those two L.A. Times articles— Completely unmentioned was any word about the troubling background of the private company named Smartmatic, which has been granted about $300 million in this contract to build and program these touchscreen computer voting systems. For that, allow me to turn to journalist Wes Messamore of Independent Voter News, who profiled the Smartmatic company that has been contracted by L.A., he wrote about them. He profiled Smartmatic last October. We've been covering them in various forms for years and years, but he pulled a whole bunch of these threads together in an article at the Independent Voter News last October from Messamore's article here. Uh, he cites a bunch of sources, including the U.S. State Department, the Manila Times in the Philippines, regarding this company, Smartmatic, uh, which was once closely allied with Hugo Chavez Venezuela, by the way to whom this company, Smartmatic, reportedly granted a 25% share of the company at one time in exchange for running Venezuela's elections. So uh, Messamore uh, reports, uh, with $120 million from three different contracts with the Venezuelan government, Smartmatic rapidly expanded in 2005, purchasing British-owned Oakland, California-based Sequoia voting systems that year. 
which had supplied voting machines in 17 states across this country and the District of Columbia. The acquisition triggered a 2006 investigation by the uh, U.S. Intra-Agency Committee on Foreign Investment in the, U, uh, in the United States, otherwise known as CFIUS. We covered that investigation at the time uh, to determine the uh, extent to which the Venezuelan government was involved in Smartmatic's operations. Representatives of the company and the Venezuelan government vehemently denied any relationship outside of contracting Smartmatic to provide Venezuela with voting systems. Smartmatic cooperated, at least at first, with the investigation by the CFIUS uh, here in the U.S., stating that public transparency has always been its policy at Smartmatic. But before the investigation could be completed, the company sold Sequoia, the U.S. company Sequoia, later that year without fully disclosing who is involved in the ownership and management of the company, the Smartmatic company. The whole case went away because they no longer owned Sequoia. But now Smartmatic is back in the U.S. Will CFIUS light up another investigation? Well, I hope so, because uh, in an official statement of its perspective regarding the ownership of Smartmatic, the U.S. State Department says Smartmatic is a riddle. The company came out of nowhere to snatch a multi-million dollar contract in an electoral process that ultimately reaffirmed Hugo Chavez's mandate and all but destroyed his political opposition. The perspective we have here, says the State Department, after several discussions with Smartmatic, this was years ago, by the way, this is under Barack Obama's State Department, The perspective we have here is that the company is de facto Venezuelan and operated by Venezuelans. The identity of Smartmatic's true owners remain a mystery. Smartmatic has claimed to be of U.S. origin, they write, but its true owners, probably elite Venezuelans or several political strains, remain hidden behind a web of holding companies in the Netherlands and the Barbados. Now, uh, whoever owns Smartmatic, whoever owns the uh, the company that is producing machines now for the largest voting jurisdiction in the U.S., uh, if you're not concerned about their ownership, perhaps you would be concerned about their record. In 2012, when Belgium used Smartmatic voting machines at a cost of 40 million euro, the Belgian government noted a number of technical glitches, allowing some voters to vote twice while blocking other voters from voting at all. In 2014, a security an- analysis by the University of Michigan of an online voting system that was created by Smartmatic for Estonia determined that the system has serious limitations and procedural gaps that potentially jeopardize the integrity of elections. During the controversial 2016 elections in the Philippines, Smartmatic engaged in practices leading to uh, criminal indictments, such as funneling voting data from machines through, quote, several servers apart from those sanctioned by the Commission on Elections during the May 2016 elections. And then, of course, uh, Smartmatic was helping out Utah Republicans in 2016. They chose Smartmatic Uh, to help the state GOP implement an online voting system that was fraught with technical issues during the GOP primaries there in Utah, blocking some residents from being able to vote at all. Smartmatic received thousands of calls during the elections from Utah voters who had technical issues with their software. So, of course, let's go out and give this company $300 million to come to Los Angeles 
to take over our system, essentially, to build the system to our uh, specifications, to Los Angeles County specifications, which will be 100% unverifiable. Now, the L.A. County uh, clerk, Dean Logan, uh, is calling this system the first publicly owned open source election tally system. Uh, but in fact, uh, even the uh, Democratic Secretary of State, by the way, Alex Padilla, has praised VSAP as open source technology, putting out a statement with security on the minds of election officials and the public. Open source technology has the potential to further modernize election administration, security and transparency. L.A. County's VSAP vote tally system is now California's first certified election system to use open source technology. But in fact, the VSAP system is not open source technology. Open source software is computer code that has been released into the public domain for anyone to read and use and rewrite and distribute free of charge. But VSAP is not open source. The uh, county uh, has refused to release the source. It was created from open source software, they say. But the final result is proprietary and secret. That is what we what was learned when Chris Jordanek uh, made a public records request to L.A. County for the VSAP source code. Well, Jordanek is a software developer with a Ph.D. in mathematics. And, oh, yes, he happens to be the San Francisco Elections Commissioner. And even he could not get access to the supposedly open source software. The county responded to Jordanek saying the source code is exempt from disclosure because to do so, quote, would create a potential security risk, noting that, quote, proprietary information and, quote, trade secrets are exempt from disclosure under state and federal law. I have a feeling these people do not understand what is meant by the phrase open source. In a second point, by the way, in their response to Jordanek, uh, it said uh, LA, Comp uh, L.A. County exempted VSAP source code from disclosure because public publishing it could, quote, reveal vulnerabilities to attack or otherwise increase the potential for an attack on the public agency's information technology system. Are you getting the idea here? Yeah. Uh, let me just jump ahead because I know a lot of you folks want to get in here uh, with calls on this. I, I like I say, I wanted Logan, uh, Dean Logan, to come on and answer questions about all of this. Maybe there's perfectly reasonable explanations for these concerns. Maybe there's a reason why he's not answering my questions about it. Simple ones like, oh, can we get handmarked paper ballots at the polls like we always have been able to? Uh, or where are these security documents and these security tests you claim to have uh, made? Where's the documentation for them? And if he doesn't want to answer me, maybe he would answer Rich DeMello of Georgia Tech, who, who uh, computer uh, professor there, head of their computing department. He used to serve as Hewlett Packard's chief technology officer. He's been trying to get answers from Dean Logan as well about where are this where is this documentation of this testing you claim to have done. Hari Hursty, the legendary cybersecurity expert uh, and voting system expert from uh, from Finland who performed the first known hack of a Diebold voting machine over a decade ago. He now runs that voting village at DEFCON in uh, Las Vegas each year where the hackers make short work of all of the electronic voting systems uh, that show up there. Last week on Twitter, Hursty wrote uh, when someone asked him, would you be willing to do a security and penetration test 
of the L.A. systems. He said, if there is an invitation from L.A. County, I am happy to talk with him how to organize that. And yet, all we get is softball coverage from the L.A. Times and from the rest of the media. So I want to be fair. So to that end, um, Washington Post. I saw a headline today pointed out to me by a Twitter user uh, who uh, it was incredible. This is a page, a story, I guess is the word, at Washington Post, headlined, How Ballot Marking Devices Work. Well, I clicked on it, went to it. There was no article there, just a video on the page at the Washington Post. A video, incredibly enough, made by the L.A. County Registrar Recorder County Clerk's Office to tout the new voting system. No article, just the PR video from L.A. County. That's all they had. So out of an abundance of fairness, here is that two and a half minute video. Voting in Los Angeles County is about to get much easier. In 2020, you will have many voting options. Traditional polling places will be replaced with fully accessible vote centers that will be conveniently located throughout the county. You will no longer be limited to voting at an assigned polling location on election day. You may vote at any vote center near your home, work, or favorite park, and voting will begin 10 days before election day. Our new accessible and secure ballot marking device allows voters to use the same device to mark their ballot. It features a user-friendly touchscreen, a tactile keypad with headphones to listen to an audio ballot, and a dual switch or AB switch for use with compatible assistive technologies. You can select your language, change the font size, and adjust the contrast oh, for easy viewing. Change the font The ballot size. marking device wow. allows you to mark and review your selection and make any changes. Once you are satisfied with your selection, cast your paper ballot directly into the secure integrated ballot box. Vote Center staff will be available for assistance. You also have the option of using the new interactive sample ballot. Before you arrive at a Vote Center, access the interactive sample ballot online, independently mark your selections, and generate a poll pass that you can print or save on your mobile device. Bring your poll pass to a Vote Center, scan it on the ballot marking device to transfer your selections, review your selections, make any changes, and cast your ballot. If you are unable to visit a vote center, you may vote using the newly redesigned vote-by-mail ballot. Mark your selection directly onto the vote-by-mail ballot using blue or black ink. Sign the postage-paid return envelope and drop it into a mailbox or one of the vote-by-mail drop-off locations throughout the county. You may request a vote-by-mail ballot by completing and returning the back page of your sample ballot booklet, calling our office, or by visiting lavote.net. Don't worry, your I Voted sticker is included in your vote by mail packet. Oh, good. Welcome good. to the future of voting in Los Angeles County. Yes. Fast, convenient, and easy. Visit yes. www.lavote.net to learn more about the new voting experience or call 1-800-815-2666. For TDD, call 562-462-2259. So there you go. Uh, the new voting experience out of an abundance of caution. I wanted to, uh, and, and courtesy, I wanted to play the entire L.A. County uh, promo video on that that was posted, incredibly enough, at the Washington Post under the banner uh, How Ballot Marking Devices Work with no explanation whatsoever. 
about how ballot marking devices actually work or, or where the security or vulnerabilities the, exactly. are. Exactly. The security concerns about it. It just blows me away. All right, let me do this. I know I've gone on and on. We'll get to your calls right after this. I promise on the broadcast. 818-985-5735. 818-985-KPFK. I'm Brad Friedman. This is your broadcast. <laughs> Hey, this is Brad. Do you enjoy your non-corporatized, commercial-free Bradcast? Yeah, me too. But we need your help to stay that way. Please consider supporting the investigative blogging, broadcasting, and muckraking that we do here on the Bradcast and the Green News Report and bradblog.com with a donation. It's easy. Stop by bradblog.com donate and drop a few dollars in the tip jar. You can make a one-time contribution or an automatic monthly donation of any amount you like. It's easy. It'll take you about 60 seconds, and you'll help me and Desi stay on the air to continue our troublemaking and muckraking without the corporate influence of anyone. Got it? Thanks. Stop by bradblog.com donate to help us out today. Welcome back. It's the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com taking your calls on L.A. County's new voting system, 818-985-5735. Let me go to, uh, I'm going to try to get to as many of you as I can, so be quick about it, unlike me, John in L.A. Hey, John, welcome to the Bradcast, sir. How you doing? I thought you had said what you had said. You said it again about open source. Yeah. Are they for real? That's the easiest thing to break into. I'm a retired computer programmer. I programmed in six languages. And when and I I have this little key code device where I can literally go over and and go online and scan the entire page and figure out where all the languages is. So you're saying John time. so you're saying John that open source code is more vulnerable to attack than proprietary code? Open source code is like um, the door is unlocked, come in Go to your fridge, sit down, and eat your food. Okay. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. All right. I appreciate that call. Uh, I'm not sure I agree with him. I think security by obscurity uh, with proprietary code has uh, proven to be far more dangerous, at least when it comes to voting systems. But don't worry, John. The uh, It's not open source code. They just say that it is here in L.A. County, but apparently they're not telling the truth. Let me go to Christopher in uh, downtown L.A. Hey, Christopher, welcome to the broadcast. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Uh, this is just straight-up BS. I'm wondering uh, what to do about it as far as maybe uh, ACLU or Citizens United, or do we have to get activist groups to go to uh, polling places and uh, physically write down who voted for who. Where, where do we go at this <laughs> well, point? Yeah, well, we can't because, do... You know, it, it, yeah. it sounds like the selling point is going to be, oh, it's very convenient for you, so you can just go anywhere and right. vote, right? Yeah, that's but it. You can, is, you can go anywhere you want. Yeah, that's going to be the sale, and most people, you know, they don't want to <laughs> do hardly anything anyway yeah. as it is. Mm-hmm. So where do we start? <laughs> Uh, for one, uh, of course, educating yourself about these systems, as I'm trying to do, I know it is not easy to do because there's so much misin- misinformation coming from the media when they do bother to cover this stuff. So uh, just know that these are 100% unverifiable voting systems. If you have to use a touchscreen when you vote after the election, there's no way to know if any vote 
printed out on those paper ballot summaries actually reflect the will of the voter. So knowing that, then make noise. Contact the L.A. County supervisors. Uh, tell them that you do not want an unverifiable voting system. Let uh, Go to LAVote.net and learn about the system. That's the L.A. County website where they should tell you all about it. Well, they don't tell you everything, do they? But what they do tell you, you can learn there and let L.A. County know, uh, no, we don't want this type of a system or let them or ask them the question. Maybe they'll answer you if they don't answer me, even though I'm a voter here as well. Can I use a hand-marked paper ballot at the polling place like I always have for years? Ask them. See if you can get an answer. If you do, let me know. I am bradcast at bradblog.com. We've got to make noise. We need people stepping up. Yes, we do need lawsuits, etc. But I'm not an organizer. I'm not an activist. I'm a news guy. I'm trying to tell you what's going on in, in your, uh, you know, your system. We need people to step forward and take action here. And yes, I do think contacting your, the L.A. County Board of Supervisors might be a good place to start. Does that help, Christopher? Yeah, to start, you know, kind of preach it to the choir here, but uh, yeah. we need to mobilize because this is the only way that the uh, Republicans are going to finish the takeover on this one. Thanks, Christopher. For 2020, yeah. the Democrats are going to flip it. It's on. We'll see. Thanks, Christopher. I appreciate the call, brother. Uh, let me go to uh, Lynette. Hang on. Where am I here? Number five. There we go. Lynette in, uh, in L.A. somewhere. Hey, Lynette, welcome to the broadcast. Hi, Brad. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. To me, you and your staff are the real county registrars. I'm serious. You guys <laughs> didn't you. take over. But uh, I'm, I'm along the lines of the previous call. Why isn't there any lawsuits from Common Cause, Public Citizen, you know, ACLU? I mean, to me, anytime you got cocaine, mm -hmm. Moscow, Mitch McConnell standing up saying he doesn't care about Russian hacking, that tell you right there you better be voting absentee because these fools do not care. And what about that electoral, electoral college situation? I've been hearing, too, that Oregon and yeah. Colorado and California are going to try and vote as a block. To, yeah, uh, don't, 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 take, don't take me over that cliff today, Lynette. We'll get to that electoral college uh, matter on another day. I want to stick to this voting system because I only got limited time uh, to hit uh, this L.A. matter. So, But you're right. Uh, common cause, where are they? Verified voting, where yeah, are they? Yeah, League of Women Voters, well, a lot of them worked with L.A. County on this system. Incredibly enough, they actually approved of this system. I don't want to name specific groups because I don't want to I don't know which ones were on board fully and which ones weren't. But a lot of them worked with L.A. County to come up with this 100 percent unverifiable uh uh, system. So go to LAVote.net, see what uh, who the stakeholders are that I suspect they list over there. Those groups, League of Women Voters, Common Cause, et cetera, and say, hey, what the hell were you people thinking? And if they're not listed there, contact them and say, hey, will you help us sue against this? This is nuts. Thanks, Lynette. I really appreciate the call. Uh, let me go to Margo in Montebello. Our phone number, by the way, 818-985-KPFK, although I know a lot of you are calling in already. Margo in Montebello, welcome to the broadcast. All right. Thank you very much. Now, did anybody ever have a chance to vote on this issue from our Board of Supervisors? Were they the ones who authorized it? If they are trying to impose it upon us, without us having any choice in the matter, then that's a matter to take to them and say, we'd like to recall you. We don't like this. We don't want you going over our heads. Yeah, please and recall I them. They did vote on it, as far as I understand. Oh, they, they did yeah. vote, along with uh, the uh, Secretary of State, who supported this system, along with the 
the entire California legislature, Democratic-dominated, who said, sure, we'll let uh, L.A. County spend $300 million on these systems with Smartmatic. Okay, well, that yep. is the problem. And I have yep. been sending out notices to all my friends when I send out things, uh, including references to your program, to say we must contact them and say, do not do this. We do not want this. Stop it. And then call your local offices, particularly find out the one that your little area is mm-hmm. for, and let them know personally, send them emails, and maybe people will have to go down to their meetings on Tuesdays and say, you know, have a little group and say, no, 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 stop it. You know, I hope people can start organizing and just keep bringing it up. Now, it's sort of implied in that little blurb that there is some kind of marking system, but they haven't been... If he wasn't ready to come on and describe it in detail, then it means he must be complicit. And I'd like to accuse them of getting paid off by these companies. Well, it bothers them. It well, is- I have no evidence of that, Margo. All I know is... Uh, but, you know, maybe it doesn't matter because we're not going to have any evidence of how anybody voted anyway. So I guess yeah, that's I sort know. of the world we're in. Margo, I appreciate it. I, I don't mean to give you short shrift, but uh, thank you for your work. And I know you've been making a lot of noise via email contacting the... Uh, uh, the Board of Supervisors here in L.A. Thank you for that, Vicky. I'm sorry, uh, Margo. Now I will go to Vicky in South Bay. Hey, Vicky, welcome to the broadcast. Hi, Brad. Yeah, I, I just have one question. Will mm-hmm. we ever have a paper system in this country, paper ballots, paper um, poll books, count by hand? And what are the countries that do it and seem to survive it. Well, uh, hand-marked, the, the fight right now is for hand-marked paper ballots since we're moving away from them and going to more and more unverifiable touchscreen systems. Once we have hand-marked paper ballots, then yes, the fight will be to hand-count them because there's all kinds of problems with optical scanners that are also made by these same companies and they fail all the time. Right now, the big move is for post-election audits of a small number of ballots. I'm dubious about that. But listen, we can't have hand-counted paper ballots unless we actually have paper ballots to be counted, hand-marked, so that we know they actually reflect the will of the voter, Vicki. So, right. Yeah. Why, why can't we? Do you think we ever will? And what are the countries? Isn't it England, France, Germany? I mean, all there are of, them. of countries that do everything totally by hand. Well, they all do, but uh, everybody pretty much but the U.S. But uh, to be fair, a lot of those uh, countries also, they have a parliamentary system where they may just have one single thing on the ballot. You know, you, you choose your favorite party and that's it. It's a lot easier to hand count. However, 40% of the towns in New Hampshire have been counting by hand for years long ballots, and they're often done before the uh, optical scan towns in New Hampshire. Vicki, thank you for the call. I got to run. Sorry. Uh, boy, I wish we had more time for this issue. It really needs it. However, we can know that a hand-marked paper ballot that is uh, vote-by-mail uh, actually reflects the will of the voter, though I would recommend that you bring that into uh, bring that into the polling place on Election Day. Vote by mail on paper. Get an absentee ballot, but deliver it by hand on Election Day right now if you live in Los Angeles County. I normally don't recommend vote by mail, but now I have to, uh, unless something changes. All right, my thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen, to my uh, board op, Gary Baca, and to all of you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. Missed any portion of today's show? Download it anytime for free at bradblog.com. That is thanks to those of you who stopped by bradblog.com slash donate. 
Drop me an email if you like. I'm bradcast at bradblog.com. On the Facebooks and the Twitters, I am the Brad Blog. That is it. The great Nicole Sandler will be filling in for us for the rest of the week as we take some much-needed downtime. Desi and I will return after the holidays next week. Until then, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. Good luck, world.